This episode of Sicker Sadder World is sponsored by Videoblocks, your unlimited library of After Effects templates, stock footage, motion backgrounds, and video clips. I'm Brittany Ashley. And I'm Laura Zach. And this is Sicker Sadder World, the podcast where we rewatch episodes of Daria and relate it to our current world. I just want to point out that I'm sitting in front of a whiteboard where it says, for a list labeled Monday, one of the items on the list says zero fucks, and it's checked off. Does that mean you had them to give, and you gave them? You know, I could answer honestly, which is that it's a project I'm working on. I didn't mean to give away give away your material. Yeah. <laughs> you can take this out if you need to. However, okay, admittedly, I do I I, I do give many fucks. I think that's um, that's my demise. Or it's what uh, is going to ultimately help you survive. Or it might kill me. Yeah, this is true. I I also kind of walk that line of I only really feel like I inhabit the extremes lately. Like it feels like I give all of them or give none of them. There's this quote that I really love that says, keep cool but care. And I've always wanted to do that. Um, However, I think I, I care too much and keep very little cool. just holding for that hammering oh no that's me i'm building a cabinet in the back oh right just uh casually winning the butch off while recording a podcast yeah yeah yeah. if you hear hammering in the background it's because uh i'm going back and forth between recording this podcast and uh building a table with my bare hands it's really quite a sight yeah an interesting thing I've been coming up against is of course I mean especially as women in an industry where there are not a lot of women working like you want to be like I saw um uh what's the name of the really fabulous actress who's in Empire Taraji P Henson Yeah I saw a quote from Taraji Henson saying that she at some point resolved in herself to never speak poorly about another woman in the industry I mean, at all, but specifically in the industry as sort of like just a resolution to have that like solidarity throughout and how that served her now as she's ascending or has been ascending for a long time in her career. And I so want to be able to do that in theory. And who knows if, you know, I'm sure Taraji knows how to like talk some mean shit. Yeah. But I also think that there is a bit of a difference between, like, obviously everyone has exes. And I think that the thing among straight women is that you can, like... Right. Talk shit about your exes and it's not talking about women. Right. Yeah, that's true. I never really thought about it that way. Like, I think when it comes to talking about people poorly, there obviously is the element where it's, like, personal and intimate because it was someone that you were romantically involved in. It doesn't necessarily mean that you like are talking shit about women. It just happens to be that your ex is a woman. Yeah, and I guess I don't even mean that I feel like I'm talking shit more than usual. And it's not even really about talking shit. It's about like there's certain people I find with this like giving a- too many shits or not giving a shit thing who like there are people who politically are on point and who are in a big picture way are like queer and and fighting for the right things in my opinion and all of those things but at the same time there's something about the way they are that makes me understand the feeling of people who hate liberals because it's like they embody the stereotypes and like the self-satisfied hypocrisy and like do you know what I mean 
like without getting too specific <laughs> I th- think I know what you mean yeah we have to really like start by being a united front like within our own community and sometimes that's hard because those are the people you have to deal with the most Right. Like, I don't actually have to deal with, uh, like, conservatives very often or people who don't think like I do. So a lot of the conflict comes from, like, internal to people who you would think have a homogenized point of view. Well, and those are also the people you're going to be more critical of because it's going to be more surprising or more hurtful to you when someone who you think stands for the same things that you do veers a little bit off. And I, and I always wonder what's, what's more beneficial to be super critical of people who have like very clearly opposing views or to be critical of people who are like in the community and whose long-term views are the same as yours, but like little parts of, of their, their execution is flawed. Yeah. 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 How did we get here? Giving fucks. Anyway. I mean, I'm sure we can tie it into. We do what it's because like. Daria's whole world is flips, flipped upside down. Where you know she wonders, can she still give off the vibe that she doesn't give any fucks when she actually might give one, one or two? Yeah, one or two. La 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 la. La 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 la. This is my style. Got to get up Or I might fall Excuse me Excuse me I've got to be direct If I'm wrong, please sense if she got transition lenses what are transition lenses you know those glasses that when you wear when you wear them inside they're like regular glasses but then when you go outside they turn into sunglasses wow you know you know people with transition lenses i don't they were very big in the early 2000s i mean now that you explain it i know of what you speak, but I don't know that I've ever witnessed them, but maybe I just didn't realize. Maybe I was looking at them, but didn't realize that they. it's like a changing color in the dark, like glow in the dark type thing. How is there just a certain brightness that the, the shades kick in? I imagine so, yeah. I'm glad that you'll be able to speak to the glasses contacts thing more yeah, specifically. Yeah, I, I, I do have very uh, deep ties to the glasses contacts conflict as a vision ableist i just don't think i can speak as eloquently about it yeah and as a person with um sight privilege yeah however i am not in that camp and i actually i actually had some of the same issue 
glasses that Daria had, but like opposite. Like you wanted to seem smarter, so you wore your glasses. No, no, no. Oh, oh, we'll get into it. You pulled a Kevin. Okay. No, 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 no. No, opposite of the the opposite of the Daria conflict to me wasn't Kevin. It was more that um, we had a similar approach to different problems. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, let us know when you're ready to share. No, I'll get there. I just need to warm up a little bit. So uh, so the episode starts off where we learn that uh, Daria has her learner's permit. How fun and terrifying that was. Yeah, and Helen is giving her a driving lesson. She almost hits a dog, which was, uh, that's, you know, starting season three with some high drama. Isn't it just fucking, like, terrifying that teenagers who don't know how to drive, there's no other place to practice but in the real world where, like, living things can be hit and where like they can be hit like obviously a suburb is easier but imagine being a teenager with a learner's permit having to learn how to drive for like the first time in the city of Chicago yeah or Boston too is like those are the I feel like in Boston they have signs on exits that you can't see till after you've passed the exit it's like the craziest driving ever but my mom was very much of that mind that when I could get my permit at 15 she just kind of was in denial that that was a thing she was just for a minute like no, you can't. Like, you're too young. Like, I don't care what the law says type thing. Like, she, she bounced back from that because I forced her to. But she did a similar thing when, it when like, all of my friends were shaving their legs and I was, like, the last one to shave my legs. And I, she, when she kind of – when I, like, asked her to buy razors, she's like, what, what do you need razors for? And I'm like, well, to shave my legs. She's like, you don't need to do that. You're too young. But I was already, like, the last one in my class to do it. I think I was one of the last ones to get a bra. At the time, it felt – I felt so indignant because I was like – Yes, I'm allowed to do this. The law tells me I can, and all of my peers are doing it. But now I so much, I, I more so understand what that must have been like from your parents' perspective of like, you are a tiny child. Yeah. But but to be honest, like when I was learning to drive and around the time of taking the driving test, I feel like I had hammered into me all of the road rules that I no longer know. Oh, road rules, such a good show. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, in some ways, I feel like people peak in their safe driving when they're teenagers. Yeah, well, when you have to renew your license or get your license in a new state and you have to take the new and you have to take the test. When I took the California driver's license test when I moved here, it is very hard. And you're like, how did I ever learn this? I actually maybe don't know the rules of the road. But in general, I think that they should just have like special crash courses for teenagers learning learning how to drive with like bumpers and stuff. I also think that any person like bumpers on a bowling alley, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to bumpers, our app yeah. platform also. <laughs> But I also, you know, would be totally okay with, I mean, I agree with you, the, the the LA DMV writing test was pretty vigorous to get your license here, your California license, but I would be comfortable with, like, people who move from New York City to LA being required to take a driving test as well to get your California license, because universally, those people do not know how to drive. I don't care how old they are and how long ago they learned how to drive. Like every single one of my friends who moved here from New York is like a terrible driver. Interesting. Because you, I mean, it's so much about practice and like most people, I mean, all of the people I'm Oh, like to, people who didn't have cars in New York City. Right. Who, yeah, specifically New York City. I feel like Chicago, there's more of a balance of people who did drive and have cars. 
and are used to urban driving at least for the kind of transitional period of the first few months or like I've had NYC friends come and like rent a car out here. It's not, and I'm very uh, susceptible to motion sickness. So I'm very like sensitive to someone's driving as a passenger. And like, I've just noticed that that's universally true. Like, and, and again, it's like that interesting dichotomy of like New York city people being hyper independent and self-sufficient. And then you suddenly put them in this realm where uh, they're not good. But they ain't good. So this kind of kicks off what the general conflict of the episode, which is that Daria almost hits a dog because she cannot see peripherally. She can't see through the side of her glasses. So that warrants Helen to ask her perhaps if she would like to get contacts. And from the way that her and Daria have this conversation, this isn't the first time that they've talked about it. Uh, I think the way that Helen has maybe brought it up before has been more of an aesthetic thing. Like maybe you should get contacts so that, you know, you can be more physically appealing because that's apparently a stereotype. However, this time now there's kind of like a functional reason why she wants her daughter to get contacts but Daria is definitely still stuck in the camp of like no I know why you're doing this and 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 little D don't play that way she want her mom wants to be her Freddie Prince Freddie Prince Jr. yeah and take She's off Rachel Lee Cook's glasses yeah yeah She's like, mm, baby girl you'd just be so much hotter and you know honestly she's not wrong like when, when she goes, Daria goes into the bathroom and has this dramatic sort of reveal contemplating herself. And she takes them, you know, keep it going. She walks into the bathroom, presumably to brush her teeth. She stares at her countenance and tries taking off the glasses. And quite honestly, what is beneath is beautiful. This episode is sponsored by 1 800 Contacts. <laughs> Just kidding. It's by Videoblocks. Uh, Videoblocks.com. Yeah. More to come on that. So the thing that I really liked about this episode is that it really does, it shows, so so obviously Daria is a character. We know that she has this very rigid set of standards for what's right and what's wrong. And she really despises hypocrisy and she'll be the first one to call it out. However, this time it's her stuck in that conundrum. She doesn't believe that you should bend to societal beauty standards. She doesn't think that you should care what other people think. However, now she's stuck in this place where, oh shit, if I do get contacts, will people now think that I care about what I look like? And so she's kind of on this mission now to talk to three different spirit guides to ask them what their opinions are essentially and those spirit guides are quinn jane and who's the third who's the third trent excuse me when she came on the screen you had a visceral reaction to it <gasps> oh my god you know what you're right you're right you're right the reason i forgot is that it's actually too acutely painful how attracted i am to aunt amy yeah and so I blocked it out. Like, it's not comfortable to be into a cartoon character this way. Like, one of my friend's biggest crushes in um, middle school, high school was the male lead from Anastasia, the animated movie. Like, she had a poster of him. Like, she was hot for that guy. And I did not think it was cute back then. And uh, I feel the equivalent experience now. So I apologize, Aunt Amy. If you're out there, hit me up. My number is 1-800-CONTACTS. <laughs> oh my god. You, I'm... I uh, consider me chastised. 
color me chastised. So she asks Jane, and to be honest, Jane is the least helpful because I think she shares pretty much the same ideals as Daria. However, Jane does wear makeup, and she does make a joke later on of like, do you want to borrow my lipstick? And it's clear that uh, from when Jane wakes, we see Jane's hair in the morning, and then she obviously like does her hair. So, so Jane does does care about her appearance more than Daria does. But I think Jane approaches it from an artist's perspective of like, this is your aesthetic. Mm, this is yeah, what yeah, yeah. you have chosen. This is your thing. This is your shtick. Like it's part of your whole persona. So for her, I think she sees the choice of the glasses as a self curated choice. Correct. So Jane isn't very helpful, essentially, because also uh, Jane doesn't have any experience with, you know, glasses, contacts, etc. So the next person that she asks is Quinn. And she walks in on Quinn trying on three different colored scarves around her neck. And I believe those are called ascots. Ah, yes. Which I've never seen her rock, but she's she's trying yeah, it out. Yeah, it's very Fred from Scooby-Doo. And she, Daria kind of like stumbles over her words on her way to asking the question she really wants to ask, which is about, I mean, I don't know. I guess she just wants Quinn's opinion about whether or not she could, should get contacts, which she, she should have known she was going to fail even going into that conversation. Like Quinn's never going to stop the conversation just at changing one thing about Daria's looks. But at least in this with Daria, we do hear a little bit more, which is like, Obviously seeing that she kind of lives in this like black and white world where where she does essentially reveal that by showing that she's concerned if people will still believe she doesn't care about what people think. She's already proven that she does care because she's going through like this hero's journey of figuring out if she should get these or not. Whereas like if she truly didn't care, she just wouldn't have done it at all. Like it wouldn't even be an episode. But it's clear that she has this internal struggle where she does want to give off the vibe that she doesn't care, but she cares that if she still gives off that vibe or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I was surprised that she was willing to even reveal that weakness in herself or what she would perceive as a weakness to her sister so soon. Right. I, I mean, I wonder, maybe it'll be an episode in like season five where she, you know, has the conundrum if she should shave her legs. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, as if I couldn't relate to her more. Right. But Quinn's whole thing is she doesn't stop at contacts. It's like, oh, if you're going to get contacts, maybe you should think about getting colored contacts. And then once you have colored contacts, you should think about a new hairdo to frame your new face. And then we'll get into the outfits. So it's just overwhelming to Daria. Like it very much kind of confirms her worst fear that this will just be a domino effect of her becoming like vapid. Right, yeah. Baby Q goes off the rails and it scares Daria. However, it doesn't scare her completely off the idea because then Helen reads a letter that her sister Amy feel Aunt free Amy keep smiling <laughs> you are so lovely in your suit oh yeah in Hawaii so hot we didn't get to see it but I am imagining <laughs> how beautiful you anyway so but you got to see her apartment yeah, but first we just hear the letter, which is yeah, her yeah, writing yeah. to Helen being like, I'm in Hawaii, you should be here, but you never take a vacation, LOL. Mm -hmm. And also, here's a pic. And then it's implied that she is wearing contacts in the picture. So the fact that now Daria has confirmation that one of her role models wears contacts makes her reach out to Amy. 
Right. So she reaches out to Amy and um, this is like the final person that she's getting advice from. And I think it's the person who she relates to most so she can speak to her in this language of like, am I a hypocrite? Am I a phony for maybe entertaining the fact that I will get rid of glasses, which to me are a symbol of rebellion? And, and Amy kind of breaks it down in a way that I'm sure when Aunt Amy was Daria's age, she kind of had the same conundrum. But as she gets older, she realizes that, like, everything is flawed. So she she asks Daria, like, okay, before you leave, do you look in the mirror? Uh, if you do, like, you already care. So you, you, you've already essentially failed the the rigidity test of, of your purity. So it's vain to do that. I, th- I think she basically just lets Daria know it's no big deal. You'll still be you. Yeah, and she really appeals to her sense of kind of like internal values. She's like, your values aren't going to change. She's, it's sort of, it's essentially her being like, you can still play along for with part of the game without like selling out. Right. And then unfortunately, uh, we find out that and Amy's probably straight. Well, I mean, all we find out is that she likes what Ray Fines looks like, and that's fine. That's fair enough. Ray Fines is a Fiennes. handsome man. It's a, it's fucking Ray Fines. That doesn't mean anything about her sexuality. It's fine. She hasn't met me yet. It's cool. Was this around the time that Shakespeare in Love was a big thing? Oh, it must have been. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, I do. I owned it on DVD. I was more of a Ro- Romeo plus Juliet person. Oh, well, me too. That was preferable, but right. So then uh, she gets them. She's going to go for it. She's going to go for it. She kind of makes it seem like Helen's trick actually worked. But still, okay. one plot hole that I really don't get is that like what parent is like, please, oh, please let me spend this inordinate amount of money on contacts. Contacts are fucking expensive. It's the same parent, a.k.a. Helen, who would be down to send her kid to a super expensive prep school because of the contacts all right. the kid would make. <laughs> Lip, uh, wow. Oh, you contacts. see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about... Contacts. It's all about contacts. It's about her daughter's future and Helen trying to help her be as strategic as possible to be a successful adult. So a couple of years ago now when we were shooting her story, there was a sequence in which two of the characters were getting to know each other better and going around LA to different recognizable spots and bonding in that manner. And we didn't have B-roll or stock footage of different popular Los Angeles spots. And so we ended up having to hire our DP and an entire crew to drive around all day one day and take that footage. So, of course, that was an expense and, um, you know, added to our budget. Whereas if we had known about videoblocks.com at the time, we could have instead just gone to their website and looked up stock footage from their site to use. Videoblocks.com, that's V-I-D-E-O-B-L-O-C-K-S.com. You get studio quality stock for a fraction of the cost. The content is constantly being updated and it's royalty free. But the greatest part is that the original artists take home 100% of the sale price. So go to videoblocks.com slash sickersadderworld to get a seven-day free trial. So we had a bit of a technical difficulty, which is that I accidentally removed an entire part of the podcast. 
You may have been noticing this episode that we've been sounding very chipper and on our game, and that's because that was several days ago, recorded with coffee in the morning. And now um, we're here, and Brittany was uh, over at my house editing this episode and accidentally deleted a lot of great insights from <laughs> So just picture just the, us at our most sparkling, our most insightful, describing the rest of this episode. And that's what unfortunately no longer exists. But we're going to do the best we can to touch on what we touched before. But but sometimes you can't touch that part again. Right. And uh, sometimes you're also a little hungover and also went through a breakup last night. So just trying to be vulnerable with you all. A lot has changed since before I spoke that ad. And there's dogs here. So, so so I guess you could say that Laura truly is seeing through a lens darkly. Yeah, and honestly, I kind of wish that um, I didn't have 2020 vision right now. <laughs> hey, but you know who will have hindsight 2020? Your ex-girlfriend. I hope so. I hope so. She um, is not a listener, but maybe she she will become one. And that's for sure. If <laughs> if you're listening. Ouch. That's all I want to say. Also, if you're listening, it'd be the first time Yeah, if that you're, you're actually listening. Yeah, if you're listening... I know wow. you're hearing, but are you listening? <laughs> so, we're going to have to, you know... We're going to have to... We're trying to recreate what you don't even know exists, but this is what we know. It's that Daria goes to the optometrist to do basically the audition to see if she knows how to put contacts in. And uh, she does, after, after much trials and tribulations, she does finally put the contacts in, and now she is a new woman. Yeah, except she, she does, it's clearly a painful process for her. Right. Them in. And then it's time to reveal her new look, and the first person she goes to is Jane, who seems completely un, un unruffled by it. I went with right. unruffled. I like that. Um, and Daria actually is a little bit suspicious of how immediately accepting Jane is. She she keeps expecting her to call her out as a poser. Correct. So so then Daria goes to school, and Mr. O'Neill doesn't even recognize her. In fact, he once he realizes it is Daria, he's like, "Well done." So Daria's excuse is kind of is kind of like the way that someone would excuse Botox for migraines, like we had talked about earlier. It's kind of like did we talk about that earlier? We or did in the part we got cut. No, no, okay. Oh no, it got cut. Yeah. God, what a nightmare! So. <laughs> So Daria says that she just needs contacts for driving, and Mr. O'Neill's response is the same as Miss Lee's response when she comes in later, which is, then why are you wearing them now? Busted. Busted. You wanted to know what it lo- what you look like without glasses and go through the world that way. And, and I think that she feels so guilty because she believes there's something wrong with wanting to know what it's like, but there isn't. And what Brittany was referring to about the Botox thing... <laughs> is essentially just um, how often things that are actually more aesthetic concerns are framed as being for your health, and that's a way that they become, like, socially more acceptable. Like, a lot of the the extent of the dental work that we do in this country isn't necessarily a... Oh, yeah, I remember this part. ...global standard. That you're talking about. Yeah. 
I was just I was almost just uh, finished editing it. Great. And um and yeah, and I recently saw that Botox has started having ads fra- uh kind of like reframing themselves as a migraine medicine. So women can be like, oh, I'm just doing this for my migraines. Right. So Daria essentially is saying like, oh, I'm just doing it for a functional thing. But it's like, oh, but then why are you doing it right now when you're not using that function? But she gets very positive feedback throughout the day, even from Brittany, who says something to the effect of uh, now they're not very different from each other. Right. It's actually Brittany was a very... Uh, insightful character this episode she had one moment where she was able to translate for Kevin something that Mr. O'Neill had been saying to him and she's like babe he's saying that you're not very smart or something like that right yeah yeah yeah. and then when Daria's hiding out in the bathroom feeling why was she upset in that moment she was just like tired of people thinking that she oh yeah what's wrong with her yeah, you guys, the hangover and the breakup are really <laughs> affecting the second half of the of this episode. So anyway, not sure why she was in that stall, but Jody, I think maybe like her eyes were red or something. I don't know. But I thought that's when she decides to go without her glasses, her go go without either. All I remember is that she ends up going back to school with no glasses and no contacts. Yeah, which is how I live my life. Right, one quarter mile at a time. One quarter take a guess at a time. Fast and the Furious. Never seen that. Really? Yeah. How? I don't think... I think that's dogs. Gus is like barking from underneath a cozy blanket. That's the most passive... Doesn't it feel that way sometimes? Protect. (laughs) My whole life feels that way right now. Okay, so we just paused because the dogs were barking. Literally, the dogs are barking. My feet are fine. But this day just keeps getting worse because (laughs) my roommate just knocked on the door and handed me an envelope that I received a little bit late because it was forwarded from the house we just moved from. And it's jury summons. And uh, I'm going to be real. I'm, you know, working very freelance right now. And one of my only steady jobs is like an every monday thing and this is for a monday in like a couple weeks so now it is hungover dumped and uh summoned you guys i swear to god (laughs) oh man i will say on the bright side the the uh the pool of friends and family you will make it at jury duty are lifelong lifelong bonds really yeah imagine getting on like a murder case you bond with those people yeah but aren't you supposed to like the first day go in and i just have to like talk about what a lesbian feminist i am and they won't put me on anything well it depends what the case is about oh you guys okay well what were you saying you were making a good point before was it the lesbian joke? Oh, yeah. It was uh, Jane was, is teasing Daria and is like, how many fingers? And Daria says, I got one for you. But that doesn't feel sexual because no one usually like... I gasped. Like, no one usually flirts by talking about their fingers. 
Oh, yeah. I remember we had a really funny section about this. Oh, yeah. This part was hilarious in the original. <laughs> you guys would have loved it. It, it. it involved someone in Chicago who, like, hit on me by saying that her thumbs could bring me back to life. That's so gross. So someone has... Uh, hit on me talking about their thumbs but not their fingers that's the least important part of the organ I the instrument. depends on who you talk to yeah i guess if any any uh thumb heads out there <laughs> these sounds are not our stomachs <laughs> by the way they are my two angry dogs looking out the window Okay, at what their well, life could have been. Should we wrap this up? So basically, Brittany becomes insightful because when Daria's hiding out in the stall, Brittany's trying to make her feel better by being like, actually, the fact that you feel insecure and that you actually do care what people think about what you look like means that maybe I'm not so vapid and it makes me feel like we're all just flawed and human. And then that really got to Daria. Like, she... Like, pointing out the shared human experience seemed to shake her out of whatever she was in. Right. Yeah, I think when Brittany is the voice of reason, that's when it's it's time to just reevaluate. Also, Trent compliments Daria. Oh, yeah. Trent compliments Daria. I bet she did think that she had to not wear glasses anymore because the guy that she's in love with was attracted to her when she didn't have glasses. Did you already say the thing about how her outfit looked different when she didn't have... I didn't. I said that in the old one. Man, you guys missed a good one. (laughs) Yeah, this episode used to be so good. I feel like this episode maybe got better. I think it got more real. Well, yeah, a lot lot has changed. (laughs) So much has changed. Yeah. Difference a day makes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sicker Sadder World. So probably after this episode, perhaps we would have hit 100K listens. Hopefully. And uh, when we do hit 100K listens, we have a little little tiny treat for our Patreon supporters. And uh, we will be sending those your way once we hit 100K. So spread the word, okay? Thank you. This episode of Sicker Sadder World was sponsored by Videoblocks. Go to videoblocks.com slash sickersadderworld to get all the stock video you can imagine for $149 a year. That's Videoblocks, V-I-D-E-O-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash sickersadderworld to save on millions of studio quality clips from Videoblocks.